God today. Yesterday we shared about the last seven words that Jesus Christ spoke at Calvary. And today is the Saturday between Good Friday, which is the fulfillment at Calvary, and Sunday, the restoration of our Lord Jesus Christ. On Friday, when Jesus Christ paid the price at Calvary, the enemy thought it is finished. They were rejoicing. They were parting. Satan never knew he did the, the greatest mistake of his life. He did not know that what he was doing was in line with God to bring the fulfillment of the plan and purpose of God. Whatever the enemy are doing presently in your life and destiny, they are becoming vessels in the hand of God to bring fulfillment to your life and destiny. Is God silence really? On Saturday, between the Good Friday and the Resurrection of Sunday, no, it was the busiest time of God. It seems you and me might have been forgotten, but we are not forgotten by God. God is busy. The silence time of God is the busiest time of God in the life of his children. The same thing happened when the enemy thought it all finished and they were laughing. All the people in Jerusalem, even the disciples, they, they, they went eating, not knowing that God was bringing perfection, bringing fulfillment to what he has done. God has spoken, nothing can change it. And the counsel of God will forever stand. Beloved, the enemy are all around you. They think it is finished for you. But they never know when there is Calvary, when there is payment of price, there will always be an interval when the undercover God is building, perfecting what he has begun in your life. Neither the Penina knew that what he was doing was a thing that God has ordained to bring the woman closer to God. He made her to become, Anna to become the prayer warrior. Neither did the brother of Joseph knew that in selling Joseph to slavery, they were the one providing transport for Joseph to his land of promise. When they put Daniel in the den of lion, they thought it is finished. They did not know the undercover God is so busy to bring deliverance and to bring this judgment. Neither did the people that put the three evil brothers in the furnace of fire knew that the undercover God is busy walking and to bring perfection. Beloved, I am giving you the assurance of the word of God. You are watching or listening, God said I should tell you. He has not forgotten you. He has put you, tattooed you into the palm of his hand. And your word is always in front of God every day. What was it that was going on on Saturday? 
it was kingdom versus kingdom. The kingdom of darkness, they thought the blow of death that they give Jesus Christ has finished, but they never know that it was pushing Christ to the fulfillment. Like I said yesterday, four to five things happen, and that is what I want us to go through. Number one of what thing that happened, there was altar. I said when the, in the spiritual realm, where there's going to be a battle between the kingdom of God and between the kingdom of darkness, or whenever the kingdom of darkness want to, to do their stuff, they usually have, make it in four stages. Number one, they have altar. Number two, they put sacrifice or the altar. Number three, they make pronouncements. They make verdict and judgment. And number four, they, 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 they hand it over into the hand of the, their forces, the demonic forces to get it executed. And they want evidence that is the manifestation of negativity in the life of people. Do you know that the same thing happened on Saturday in between the Good Friday and Sunday, the restoration. So let's go through it. When we talk about altar, altars are demonic or satanic, diabolic movements, the place of their action, a place of spiritual transaction. They trade away the good of people for evil. It's a place of negotiation. A high place is where they manufacture negativity for the life of the children of God. Example we can find in Numbers 23, verse 1 to 2, about Balaam and Balak. Numbers 23, verse 1 to 2. And Balak said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balaam did as Balak did as Balaam has spoken. And Balak and Balaam offer on every altar a bullock and a ram. We can also find another example of altar in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. It's the time of David with the Philistines. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17 to 21 says, but when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David over Israel, and the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hole. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto Moses, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand. And David came to Bifrancy, and David smote them there and said, The Lord has broken forth upon my enemy before me as the bridge of the water. Therefore he called the name of that place Balperamism. And there they left their image, and David and his men burned them. Beloved, when God is about to do a great thing, when God is about to bring fulfillment 
perfection of his plan and purpose. When God is ready to bring the manifestation of positioning his people into the place of his fulfillment, when there is new level in life and destiny, it always attracts the fight of the enemy. Verse 21 of 2 Samuel chapter 5 revealed that the Philistines they carry the image of their God to the battle. So it becomes an altar for them anywhere they are. All the work of altar is to resist, to oppose the competitor, to bring down the plan and purpose of God in the life of people. Even in the case of David and Goliath, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and 42 to 46. 1 Samuel 17, 42 to 46 says, And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained them, for he was but a youth and rudy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou come to me with staffs? And the Philistine caused David by his God. And the Philistine said unto David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the hair, and to the beasts of the field. 45. And David said to the Philistine, Thou come to me with sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, of whom thou hast defied. Verse 46 says, This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thy head from thee, and I will give it to the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day, unto the fowls of the ear, and to the white beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Beloved, there is an altar. The spiritual altar of the enemy is the place where they did their negativity against the life and destiny of people. Secondly, the altar is never empty. There is always a sacrifice of blood. That is the second thing. When they raise an altar, they always raise a sacrifice. They put sacrifice on the altar. Remember in the last day of Samson in Judges chapter 16, verse 26, it says, Then the Lord of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice and to dragon their God and to rejoice. For they said, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. Even where we read in Numbers chapter 1 and verse 2 about Balaam and Balak. Numbers 23, verse 1 and 2. And Balak said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. Beloved, and Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and ram. Beloved, the sacrifice is always going on periodically at the altar of the enemy. 
The third thing, after they have raised an altar, after they have put sacrifice on the altar, there will be a pronouncement. There will be a verdict. There will be decree and sentence. They will have spoken word, not just ordinary word. It will be curses, the negative spoken word into the life and destiny of the people. Beloved, for any negative manifestation in your life or anyone that you know, there has been an altar, there has been a sacrifice, and a pronouncement has been made. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19 says, When they say, when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirit, and to, unto the wizard, which pep and that mutter should not a people speak unto their God for the living to the dead. These people always pep, they always speak, they always make valid, make pronouncement. The thing that they want to, they incarnate it, they speak it in with forces of their negative power. It, it goes like an arrow, even. Our God said in Isaiah 54, verse 17, He said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord of hosts. Beloved, whenever there is an altar, they put sacrifice, and they make pronouncement. And the fourth thing that they do, they want a legagram. Because when I started, I said it's always a spiritual battle, kingdom versus kingdom. And when you when something is being done uh, in the spiritual court of law, there must be an evidence. So they want a claim of legality. But that is what God spoke in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Beloved, there will be an evidence. That anytime anyone wants to override, they will say, this is why we did this. Beloved, the fifth one is after they have made an altar, they make a sacrifice on it, they make pronouncement, and what do they do they also? They make a claim of legality, a document of evidence. Then they put it in the hand of the enforcing agent. They are forcing agent to the kingdom of darkness. They are, they are spiritual demons. Demons are the fallen angels now working for Satan. They are spiritual law enforcement. Familiar spirits are also the enforcer of whatever conclusion that have been made in the spirit, satanic kingdom. Beloved, these are the five things that went up at the they brought fulfillment of it on Good Friday. 
they have a spiritual altar, they have a sacrifice, they have pronouncements, they have evidence, and they put the situation in the hand of the demonic forces. But congratulations to every Christian, every child of God, I congratulate you. Let's now see how does the five work out for us, for me and you. Calvary is our own answer. What Jesus Christ did at Calvary that we are celebrating yesterday, we remember it yesterday. It is the answer for all. Calvary is our solution. Because to fight a thing, you must use the same thing. For every altar of the enemy, we use have our altar. Altar for altar, sacrifice for sacrifice, blood for blood, decree for decree, the executioning in the hand of our own power and spiritual. Beloved, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 to 14 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that do them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a cause for us, for it is written, Cause is everyone that hang on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Even First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19 says, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Father, we thank you for this. The precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Beloved, then what is it that Calvary has brought for us? We need to remind ourselves so that we might be able to know our authority in Christ. So that we, were, we can live our life and destiny victoriously with the confidence of what Christ has done for us. Beloved, let's now see how the issue of altar, the issue of sacrifice, the issue of pronouncement, the issue of evidence, and the issue of handing over to the executor, enforcer, work for us, me and you as Christians, and that Christ has done. Number one, altar. The cross is the main altar that brought all solution to me and you. We are read in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Be made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone that hang on the tree. And Christ hang on the tree. Pay the price for me and you. The, Christ raised an altar, spiritual altar, to override every altar that the enemy, the kingdom of darkness, has raised 
and he raised it once and for all. The cross is an altar for us Christians. That is why whenever we can now raise our individual altar, family altar, personal prayer altar, when we are the church, we raise the altar standing on the cross that Jesus Christ has paid the price. That number one, don't forget it. Cross is the main altar where Christ did it all for us. Number two is sacrifice. Sacrifice at Calvary is Jesus Christ. The cross was not only raised, but there was sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 to 15. Hebrews 9, 11 to 15 says, But Christ, being called an high priest of good things to come, Amen. but a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of his building, neither by the blood of goat or calf, but by his own blood he entered once, once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for me and you. For if the blood of bull and of goat and of ash, of an ephah, sprinkling the unclean, Sanctifying to the purifying of the flesh. How much more the blood of Christ, who brought the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead work to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. By the means of his death for the redemptions of the transgression that are under the first testament they which are called might receive the promise of God Old Testament, the New Testament first Adam did it second Adam cleared it with his own blood even Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his glory. 1 John chapter 1 verse 7b says, The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, clean us from all sin. It clean us. It deliver us from all the negative sacrifice the enemy might have made against us. And 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did then, it worked then. It's still working now, and it will continue to work till eternity. Beloved, Jesus Christ is the sacrifice at Calvary. Jesus Christ used the cross as the altar and he made himself as the sacrifice to override any sacrifice the enemy might have made or they will still try to make. He has done it once and for all. He has won it. He has 
deliver victory into our hand. So the third point now is after the cross as the altar, after Jesus Christ as the sacrifice, then the third is Calvary also has its own pro pronouncement. It had its own verdict. It had its own decree. Calvary has gotten its own statement. That is what I tweeted yesterday about the last seven words. So the John chapter 19 verse 30 says, John 19 verse 30, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished! And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. This is the decision. This is the final statement of our Lord Jesus Christ. After he has raised the altar at, on the cross, after he has offered himself as a sacrifice, then he made the pronouncement. It does not matter what they have said against your life and destiny, or what they are saying now, or what they will still say tomorrow. The pronouncement of Jesus Christ is it has override, is overriding, and will continue to override any negative statement against your life, family, and everything that has to do with you. That is our victory, beloved. Then the number four, after the sacrifice, after the altar sacrifice and the pronouncement, there must be an evidence. And Calvary has got the evidence. And the evidence is what? The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood is the evidence. It's flowing forever. Flowing, flowing. Raising standard against every flood of the enemy. Neutralizing every calendar and diary. No wonder Revelation says we overcome the world by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. John 20, verse 16 to 17 says, Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto her, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Talk me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to the brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, your father. Hey, hallelujah. I ascend unto my father, your father, and to my God, your God. The evidence of the blood, Luke chapter 24, verse 38 to 39 also says, Luke 24, 38 to 39 also says, and he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your heart? Behold my hand and my feet, that it is I am myself. Undo me and see, for a spirit hath no flesh nor bone, as ye see me have. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 says, Hebrews 9 12 says, Neither by the blood of God, and calf, but by his own blood he entered in once and for all. No other sacrifice is needed. He entered into it once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. The evidence is forever present at the Holy of Holy, at the right hand of the living God, flowing, raising standard against the enemy. 
Beloved, the blood of Jesus Christ is our evidence. The blood of Jesus Christ is our claim of legality. When the enemy wants to, we say no. The press have been prayed. And the evidence is the blood of Jesus Christ. They will flee. They will leave you alone. So lastly, today, the fifth point, after the altar at the cross, after the sacrifice made by Jesus himself, after the pronouncement, vanity statements of it is finished, and after the evidence of the blood that is shed, the fifth point is the enforcing agent is the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of darkness, they hand over the work of enforcing into the hand of their demon. But who is the one executing? Who is the one enforcing the New Testament? What Jesus has did for me and you, it is the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus Christ left, he said, no, I will send you comforter. Even in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, no. He said, wait, and you will receive power. And which is the Holy Spirit to be able to do what he has ordained. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. First Corinthians 8, 2, 8 to 13 says, Which none of the priests of this world knew. For they knew it not. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor hear heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of men the thing which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed unto them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of the man, save the spirit of God which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. Verse 13 says, We things also we speak, not in the world which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. So, Ephesians chapter 1 also, verse 13 to 15. Ephesians 1, 13 to 15 says, In whom ye have entrusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believe, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which in the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, the love unto all saints. Beloved, this is kingdom, kingdom versus kingdom. Jesus Christ, the enemy, they raised their altar. God raised this cross as the altar for us. The enemy, they put their sacrifice of both of gold, but God made Jesus Christ to offer himself as the sacrifice at our own spiritual altar. And not only that, 
they make the pronouncement, they make curses, they make negative words. But thank God, Jesus Christ made the pronouncement and the verdict at the cross. He said, it is finished. And that is what settled it all. Finish for every negative word, curses the enemy I want to say against you. And our own evidence is the blood of Jesus Christ. It's still there, flowing forever, raising standard against the works of the enemy, liberating us, bringing fulfillment, making us to, to, to overcome. And who is the executor? Is the Holy Spirit. Beloved, are you not happy? Then why are you not troubled? Why would the, the kingdom of darkness try to trouble you? With this cautiousness, we will live a victorious life. Water has been raised by God. That's what we celebrated yesterday. Sacrifice has been made. The blood has been offered. Jesus Christ offered himself. Pronouncement has been made. And not just the pronouncement, there's evidence of the blood. After the evidence of the blood, Holy Spirit is at work, bringing the fulfillment and the plan. And that is what brought about the resurrection. When I started, I, I said, it seems to all then that God has forgotten. It seemed that God was silent. But no, it was the busiest time of God. That was the fulfillment that was happening like this Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Easter Sunday. Beloved, Friday has passed. You have been paying the price. Negativity has happened. But intervention has come. The altar has been raised for you. Sacrifices have been made. Jesus has offered himself for you. Valid has been made. Declaration has been said. Decree. It is finished. And the evidence is there. The blood of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is at work. So, beloved, as I come to the end of this message today, I want you to rise up. I want you to pray wherever you are. Just thank God for Calvary. 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 That is where all was settled. That is where all was done once and for all. No more sacrifice. We need to enter into the consciousness of this thing. It has been done. You don't need to kill Satan again. You don't need to try to destroy him again. It has been destroyed once and for all. The price has been paid. You don't need to struggle to pay the price. Just enter into God. Reposition yourself and start to live in this consciousness. And that life of victory is yours. So just thank God for Calvary. Thank God for the cross. Thank Him, thank Him for the cross. Are you praying? Thank God for Jesus Christ that came and finished it all. Thank God for such a day like this that God is busy. Something is happening already. Your enemy might have been laughing at you, but God, the undercover, is at work. Is at work. God, 
make Jesus Christ to go down to the grave. And that same God is sending his spiritual forces to the foundation of that problem of your life, of that problem about your marriage, about your career, your business, about your body, your sickness, disease, and infirmity. By his stripe, you are, you are healed. Beloved, we need to rise up in this consciousness. We need to start to live. We need to enter into the fullness of our authority, our life in Christ. So thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God for the evidence that we have. It's forever flowing, forever flowing. So the enemy cannot override us again. Every case has been broken. Every effect has been neutralized. So begin to decree that the blood of Jesus Christ must flow again afresh over your life. Let it flow from the crown of your head to the sole of our feet this morning. Let it flow into our life and destiny. Let it raise standard against every flood of the enemy. Whatever has been done in your foundation, your ancestral, your hereditary issues, something is happening, the blood of Jesus Christ is raising standard against them now. Whatever sacrifice they have made, whatever altar they have raised and they are making the sacrifice, the altar of the cross and Jesus Christ is destroying them. Every pronouncement that has been made against our life, the pronouncement of it is finished, is setting it. Say it, it is finished. Begin to declare it. Jesus has said it so. It is so. Begin to confess it like that. Jesus said it and it is finished. It is finished for the sickness, disease and infirmity in our body. It is finished for that trouble. It is finished for unfruitfulness. It is finished for the problem in your marriage. It is finished with the issue of your marital life. It is finished for unfruitfulness in your marriage. It is finished. Jesus said it and it is so. It is finished for problem in your ministry. Because Jesus said it and it is so. Let's stand on this pronouncement of Jesus Christ. Let's stand on this evidence of the blood that this God has used. Let's start the blood is still flowing. Claim it, claim it over your career, over your, your business. It is finished. No more curse, no more pronouncement. The hand of the Holy Spirit. Is at work executing. He has gone to your foundation this morning, now, right away. He's unplugging you from every spiritual entanglement and he's plugging you back to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you there watching or listening? What is your relationship with God? All the things that I've shared is for the children of God because the price was paid for you. It cannot be there. You must activate it. It must be activated. It must. It must be activated. It must be activated. 
Beloved, it must be activated. You need to reconcile with God this morning. You need to reposition yourself so that you can be transformed. The Holy Spirit will make you to cross the bridge this morning. So wherever you are, can you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Even if you are born again before, be born again once. But let God just hear your voice. Make the declaration that we are for Him. Let Jesus Christ hear your voice that I, I come unto you. Every claim, every legality of the kingdom of darkness against my life. Because of the blood that was shed at Calvary, Jesus advocate and solicite for me. You are presently at the right hand of the living God. So that payment at Calvary must not be in vain over my life and destiny. Talk to God this morning. Talk to God this morning. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Cross over to his side. Reject Satan. Ask Holy Spirit to strengthen you with power now so that you can live your life holy and acceptable unto God. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying now? Ask Holy Spirit to go to the foundation. Tell him those things. Reject those things so that God can delete it this morning. It has been paid for. It seems God has forgotten. You know, when there is crucifixion, there must be an interval for resurrection to, to manifest. And the interval is the busiest period of God. You are in that season of interval. God is at work in your life. He's at work concerning your marriage, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings. He's at work in your family. He's at work in everything that concerns you. It seems is undercover, never forgotten you, forever walking God. So beloved, reject those things and begin to make a demand. Calvary has done it all. Claim it. Claim, claim your fruit of the womb this morning. Claim your marriage. Claim your marital bliss. Claim a new life for your spouse. Claim success and victory in your education. Claim divine supply and provision for your business. Claim wisdom, knowledge and understanding for excellent life in all your endeavor. Claim it this morning. Claim your healing. You are healed by his strife. Claim it. It is yours. It, is, it has been done. It has been paid for. Once and for all. Don't let any prophet, any pastor fake you that you need to offer anything as a sacrifice again. The only thing you need to do just to ensure you are in right position with God. Don't go out of God like the prodigal son. Ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you with His power. Self-control, self-discipline, and total obedience unto God. So that the victory that is coming now, it will stay with you forever. Pray to God, pray to God, claim them, claim them now. Claim them as we round up this morning. 
The undercover God is at work. I'm so happy. The enemy thought they are celebrating. No wonder this thing happened in the life of David. First Samuel chapter 30. They came to Sigla. They destroyed it. They took the children, the wife, and everything they have. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. You need to get yourself encouraged in the Lord today that God, the undertaker, undercover God, is at work. Pursue. Don't give up. Take it. Hold it again. Give it a chance. Don't give up about your marriage. Give it a chance. Don't give up about that education. Don't give up about that business and career. Don't give up about that your child, uh, about your spouse. Don't give up about your parents. Don't give up about the situation of your body. God is at work. The blood has been shed. The pronouncement has been made. So it is finished for every negativity in our life in this morning. Beloved, I pray for you. I prophesy that the death at Calvary, the payment, the sacrifice, the pronouncement, and the executioning of the Holy Spirit will not be in vain over your life and destiny. You have experienced your crucifixion, negativity, but God that is at work, your restoration has come. Tomorrow is a new day. It's a new beginning. The past has gone. The new is beginning. Waves are coming out of that wilderness. Water are coming out for you in that desert. What eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not come into the heart of any man. What God is about to do. God is saying double portion is coming for you. For your shame and reproach, double portion. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. This we pray in Jesus' name. Beloved, I congratulate you. Yesterday we spoke about this last seven word of Jesus Christ at the cross. Today, I've just shared about the fulfillment of Calvary, what Calvary brought for me and you. Tomorrow, we shall celebrate the restoration. What has the restoration of Christ? What has it brought? What are the importance? See you tomorrow. Soul Avesta International Church, Poloqua in South Africa. 10 a.m. South African time. Go in this strength of what God has done. Go in this strength of this revelation. You are victorious. Your authority and identity in Christ is very important. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let any philosophy of man. Satan has been destroyed once and for all. But you must position yourself. Rise standing with God. Go in Christ. Endeavor to study the word. Endeavor to pray. Endeavor to live a life. Self-control. Self-discipline. And total obedience. But before you know it, your resurrection, 
your redemption. Your restoration is even coming to manifestation. Jesus Christ said it. He said, I came that they may have life and abundance. Beloved, the abundance of life is manifesting in our life. Everything that has been stolen shall be restored in the name of Jesus. Everything that has been destroyed, they must be revived in the name of Jesus. Everything that has been killed and seems dead, they are receiving life afresh. So I prophesy unto you, receive that new life afresh in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shalom. See you tomorrow.